Hey guys, welcome to episode 143 of the Ryan is Super Strong podcast. This week, I am bringing to you an awesome new friend of mine named Jesse Palter. Jesse is awesome, and you're going to hear all of her story and how we met and all these things, so I won't bore you with that in the intro. What I will do is tell you that you're going to fall in love with her and her skills, uh, her musical skills and talents. <laughs> so uh, what I would like you to do is know that uh, she just had a, uh, a single release. Uh, just she just called Sever the Ties just about a week ago. And also uh, she's hyping the release of her new album, Paper Trail, which comes out on July 19th. So she was awesome and actually brought me a physical copy of the album, which I'm pumped about because... You don't always get physical albums these days, so I got that, but then I also went online and bought it, to, or pre-ordered it, and then also um, got stuff from Palter Ego, her group with Sam Barsh, um, and and then she also has other albums on iTunes that you can buy. So once you listen to this episode, you listen to new coming tracks from, from Paper Trail uh, that isn't even released yet. I hope you'll go and pre-order her music and uh, order some of the old stuff too, you know? Support artists, that's what's awesome. And obviously, yeah, you can go to Spotify and stream stuff, and you can do all that. But what really helps artists is giving them some dollars. You know what I mean? <laughs> so please do that. You've heard me talk about that several times on intros and shows in general. So, um, yeah, I think you're really going to love Jessie. She's awesome. I'm very proud to know her and have her as a new friend. And uh, I think that you're all going to really enjoy this episode. Uh, as for me this week, it is 4th of July week. So let the freedom ring, you know, from sea to shining sea. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I hope that you have a very wonderful week. Uh, uh, you know, experiencing and celebrating your individual freedom. I think that's uh, great. And I won't go any deeper into other directions we could go with that. <laughs> if you want to come uh, celebrate some freedom with me, uh, I am planning on 4th of July with Zach Churchill at the Hive and Honey in Irvine. So there's a little plug for you. Um, the, the cool thing about that place, we're playing from 5 to 9 and fireworks will be going off. And it's a rooftop bar in Irvine, and, which is r- right next to Disney and all that stuff. So we'll be looking at... Uh, you know, fireworks like crazy. You know, we'll be looking all around at fireworks once the night gets dark. So, uh, if you have uh, no plans for Fourth of July, come out to the Hive and Honey in Irvine and and hang out with Zach and I. Also, Zach and I are playing Ranch and Oak uh, in Laguna Beach on Friday. So, four to eight at, at the ranch, and uh, what is it, nine thirty to close on Friday night at the fi- at Oak in Laguna Beach on the fifth. And then I'm doing private lessons, and then, uh, oh yeah, I'm playing with Zach again at Oak on Saturday. And then uh, Rudy Love Jr., past guest. Uh, Rudy Love and I are playing at the OC Tap Fest Jam. Uh, we're we're the, providing the music for all the tap dancers. The, the, the OC Tap Fest is going on right now, and you'll know about that because Leah Silva, also past guest, is the person that runs the whole thing. It's her baby, her and her lovely husband, Ron. So they run that, and uh, so the, if you want to like Instagram the OC Tap Fest, it's huge. It's this awesome thing. There's just a billion tap dancers all tapping around, all these celebrity tap dancers coming and all that stuff. It's a really, really cool party, and Leah and Ron run that whole thing. It's, it's hyper impressive, let's put it that way. It's a very, very cool thing. So that's going on right now as we speak, if, as long as you're listening to this in the present, that is. <laughs> um, and then Rudy Love Jr. and I are playing the, the, basically the big end party on Sunday night. So there's a big party tap dance, uh, kind of like, uh, feet, like it'll be a class, but it'll be like all you know all kinds of improvisation and stuff. And so Rudy and I will be playing uh, for all those dancers. So we're really excited because we don't get to gig together that often, even though we've grown up together and all that. We don't get to do it that often anymore. And um, and we're going to be improvising with a bunch of tap dancers. So it should be really fun. So I'm sure if you look at my Instagram and stuff, you'll see stories about that and things like that. Anyways, <clears throat> that's all for this week as far as introducing things that will be going on. Um, I hope you have a wonderful and safe 4th of July. 
I love you very much. <laughs> I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. And please do, like I said already, go support Jesse and buy all of her music. She is awesome. And uh, with that, I will just wish that if you're driving, you know, don't get too angry. I know it's very easy. People are dumb. And you're smart and handsome and pretty. And that, that goes either way. And uh, if you're <laughs> if you're feeling cuddly and you have a little puppy next to you, give him a little scratch or a little cuddle. Rupert is with me right now and I'm, I'm touching him with my foot as we speak and he's just kind of laying there. And um, that's very calming to me. And if you need a beverage, cool or hot, get it. Get comfortable, you know. Because what you're about to experience is very comforting for your ears, I would hope. Um, but what I need you to do is get your body in the comfortable zone as well. And mind. <laughs> okay, well, that's enough. <laughs> Lastly, what I say to you every week is sit back, relax, and enjoy the freaking show! Welcome to the Ryan is Super Strong Podcast. This is Ryan Knudsen and I have, you guessed it, Super Strong. I really uh, love looking at the eyes of my guest that's that ridiculous statement. <laughs> anyway, the strength level for today is social media. Social media. Now, people, when they when they think of strength, they're not going like, they're thinking, I, th- I think people jump to physical strengths. But what I'm talking about today, social media, is because obviously it's very prominent in our society today, very strong in our in our uh, fortunate society that thinks about all this type of stuff. But what I'm focusing on today is the magic of social media in that two people that don't even know each other at all, have never met before, can be brought together through mutual friends and mutual experiences and go, hey, we probably would get along. Let's hang out. <laughs> and so my guest today is, is somebody that made me think of this because she had heard about the show through some of our mutual friends, uh, who we'll talk about later, and... Um, and she hit me up on online and said, "Hey, I love the show. You're, you know, I, I love some of your guests." And then I looked her up and I went, "Oh, she's rad. We should have her on." So now I'm going to introduce her. She's a singer, composer. She's from Michigan. If I if I got my information right, <laughs> thank you, Wikipedia. <laughs> um, she's awesome. She she is a, already just came to my house. We've only been talking for maybe ten minutes now, and already a joy to be around. This is the wonderful. Jesse Palter. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> Thanks for coming over. You're wonderful. So, <laughs> well, like I said, it was it was awesome to. I love it when you know a few people have hit me up to be on the show before. You didn't actually hit me up to be on the show. You just hit me up to say that you like like listening to it. And then I went, "Hey, you're rad. Come on the show." <laughs> That's so sweet. Totally. Well, so that was I cool. I am a fan of many of the people that you've had on your show, and when they post about it, like I'm huge supporter of my friends. Me too. And yeah. I love so that. I checked it out, and I was like, "There's so this has." to be a labor of love for sure there's so much that i imagine goes into actually making this thing what it is yeah and so i just feel like everybody that's you know involved in an endeavor that they're pouring their heart into deserves some love and i dug it and that's awesome and here we are (laughs) well that's i really appreciate that and now the listeners getting to hear i mean that's basically all of the story of our friendship so far that's that's the whole thing yeah that's (laughs) we're brand new friends They're getting to hear the unfolding of our friendship. Yeah, so they'll just hear our time together <laughs> unfold right. as, as we do it ourselves. Um, but yeah, so that's the strength level today. Social media brought us together, a new friend, and I love that. You know, I think I that's very cool. So welcome to 
my home. I'm glad you're here. Thank you so much for having me here. This is a lovely home. Thank you so much. You have a lovely dog already. <laughs> We're going to be amazing friends. I can tell. That's awesome. Yeah, Laurie, I love this place. And Rupert. That's, you know, he's he's uh, kind of the, the show's mascot. He comes on the show often. Uh, people will often hear his views on life. Oh, I get <laughs> it. I totally get it. That's how it goes. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, uh, you know, I always ask the same question to everybody at the beginning of every show. Okay. Because the name of the show is Ryan is Super Strong. So, people know that I'm here. You know, they go, oh, yeah, that's that guy. Mm-hmm. But some people are going, so, you know, some people are tuning in because they're your friend or fans of you. You know, so they know you already. But some people that listen to the show every week are going like, who is this Jesse Palter? You know? So, my first question to everybody is just simply, hey. Who are you and what are you doing here? Oh my God, I love it. You dive right in. It's like a therapy session. <laughs> here we go. I'm still figuring it out. Yeah. Um, I am a Detroit-born, Los Angeles-living gal yeah. who's chasing her dreams. Mm-hmm. I am a lover. Mm-hmm. I am a dreamer. I am a dog mama, which oh, is very ooh. important to me. Oh, that's me. right. You said you had two pups, right? I do. What kind and of I'm what flavor? <laughs> what flavor? The delicious flavor. <laughs> Chocolate. And uh, no. Um, the one is a golden doodle, but she's like, oh. she she looks like a golden retriever. We call her a golden doodle uh-huh. um, because she's definitely a dud golden doodle. <laughs> she's just like, you know, a skinny golden. Um, and then the other is actually supposed to be a golden doodle, but we rescued her and we think that they lied. So she's also a golden doodle. I have two golden doodles. Yeah. Um, the second one is less. We, we think she's a labradoodle. A labradoodle. She may have some terrier in her. Awesome. Um, but I love them. They're they're my besties. <laughs> that's rad. That's <laughs> I, I love dogs, man. That's, Me too. That's probably why we get along right away. Dog people, I feel like, have an easy time. 100% and I, I truly do not understand people that don't like dogs. Yeah, it's weird. I can, do, you, do you feel the same way about cats? Do you love cats as well? I love animals in mm-hmm. general. I do. Yeah. Um, I know cats are definitely a different breed than yeah, dogs. For sure. But like if you're a living creature, I love you, man. Yeah, I feel know? similarly. I, I'm just allergic to cats, so I have to stay away. Right, right. But they seem so cool. You know, yeah, but, they're definitely they're definitely a different species for sure than yeah. dogs. They're so, um, they're so cool. They're just, that which is unlike me. I'm more, cool. way more of a doofy dog type guy. Same. <laughs> just how it goes. Like that's I'm totally life. an obnoxious like golden retriever. That's <laughs> yeah. just like love yeah. me, love me. <laughs> We're friends now. <laughs> uh, no, that's awesome. So um, yeah, so you're from Detroit. Yep. When did you come to LA? I came in 2010. Okay, sweet. Okay, just right. I came. I came in two thousand eleven, so we we're oh, close. Oh, all right. Close to that. Did you go to school anywhere? Or did you? I did. I went that? to University of Michigan School oh, of cool. Music. Oh, yeah, go so blue, right? That's go right. blue. That's right. All those Michigan types. <laughs> I was gonna say, there's a ton of great musicians out of Michigan. Oh my god, amazing! Yeah, that's totally. Awesome. And I left school before I could graduate. Um, okay. It was an interesting situation. I was a vocal major in the jazz program that doesn't actually have a vocal jazz department. So they were sort of guinea pigging what could be a program for me. And they accepted one vocalist a year for a few years. And I was that vocalist for my year. And what that meant was that I got to study privately with um, instrumentalists and like really utilize my voice as an instrument. And I was accompanying myself and I was like, you know, learning crazy bebop heads as opposed to like songs with lyrics. And so it was great for a jazz vocalist, but also 
the community of vocal jazz wasn't really there. So I felt like I had some hurdles that I had to sort of kind of jump over. Um, but it was an interesting process. And then when I started getting opportunities as a, you know, really a performance major at the end of the day to, to do what I was going to school for, it made, it became totally time consuming. And then it sort of made sense for me to be like, okay, well, I'm going to learn from the real school, which in my opinion is the bandstand yep. and getting out there and getting my feet wet and, you know, learning on the job. And so yeah. that's what I did. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. At some point you got to start doing it. For sure. To figure out the rest of the lessons. Absolutely. <laughs> that's, that's really important. But I did my my fair time in a practice room and in theory. And yeah. No, that's awesome. So. That's rad. So speaking of music, and, I, and like, I, like I say often when I have musicians on the shows, I think we're, I mean, we have a, a million questions to for you, you know, to get to know you better. But one of the best ways for musicians to show who they are, I think, inside and out is to listen to their music. So we talked about sharing some tracks from your upcoming release. I would love to. So you said you wanted to uh, share the tune Sever the Ties. Yes. Would you like to talk about this tune? Sure. Uh, it's my brand new single. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. It's it's going to be out by the time all of you people are listening. Oh, right. Because it came out uh, June 21st, right? Exactly. Okay, sweet. Right. So, um, you know, I've waited a really long time to be able to play this track for people. Yeah. And it was, the, the all my songs are like my, my little children. They're like my babies and they're all precious to me. But the way that this came about so organically was kind of one of those magical, like, divine songwriting experiences and so i'm just really excited the the band that plays on the record is sensational and they really helped bring the song to life and that's awesome do you mind uh, asking who is all on the band sure yeah this amazing drummer aaron sterling was playing drums cool um tim lafave monster bassist was on bass um the producer of my record doug petty who's a sort of heavy studio musician uh, is playing piano. Cool. My friends Laura Mace, Raquel Rodriguez, Nayana Holly are singing backgrounds on it. Phenomenal uh, studio guitarist Mick Terrace is also playing guitar. And then I co-wrote the song with a wonderful musician Brian Green. Okay. And we ended up taking a sample from our original like super raw demo. Okay. And we stretched it out, and we ended up putting that in the final. Uh, track right so he made the track too which is really cool that's awesome yeah very cool well this is uh then this is sever the ties yes here we go demons in disguise i see it in your eyes nothing here to had no you got what you wanted save your alibis and i'll say my goodbyes leave with pride like i should have done long ago no worries, he won't shed a single tear Mostly over it though, it's still hard to swallow No need to restore it, I'll be better for it That's the final blow I hope you enjoyed the mess you made Lock yourself somewhere far away Demons in disguise, but I'm all the wiser Don't apologize, oh no, just sever the ties Sever the ties, sever the ties, and bind us, sever the ties. From 
you said Foolish words I was fed The lies I told for you Not a chance in hell I'd buy one word you still Couldn't pay me enough to stay anymore I hope you enjoyed the mess you made Find yourself somewhere far away Demons in disguise but I'm all the wiser No need to reprise Just serve up the tags so much for sharing that thank you for listening and thank and also it's, it's you mentioned that it feels good to like have something that you worked so hard on and finally get to share it with everyone how long was it in the can before you could actually share it <sighs> um i say that with a very meaningful exhale <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's been we we finished in april of 2017 Oh man, yeah. So, so, oh, so you've been holding on to it for a long yeah, time. That's awesome. It's been a process. So it's time to get it out for, for sure. the people. Well, I'm excited. I'm so excited to be a part of you know getting this oh get, to some more people for you. I hope Thank the people. So I hope much. the people go on. Well, this isn't the plug section, so how dare us start to try to plug it, you know? But <laughs> <laughs> how dare? But I hope I hope people will go buy your albums. Thank uh, you. But we'll talk more about that later. Um, for now, I do have questions for you, and I was wondering, do you think it's okay to run a red light if if it's like no traffic? And it's like late at night and there's no one, you know, if you're just stuck at a red light, that won't change. You know what I mean? Like nobody would get hurt. Nobody gets hurt. Yeah. No, it's like no traffic. You're just at a light by yourself. There's no, nobody's going, you're stuck at a red light. The other one's green. It's not changing. Have you ever been in this situation before? I'm sure that I have. Truthfully, I feel like I would never judge anybody else for doing it, but, but I don't do know if I would do it. Are you are you a rule follower in general? Do you With feel like? driving in particular. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. 
Um, I don't love driving. I've gotten better at it, obviously. I live in Los Angeles, so I've had to. But in general, like, I try and, you know, dot my I's and cross my T's. Sure. Yeah. I'm very interested in this topic. It gets brought up with friends in in conversation. Because I'm, I'm, like, I I care about driving a lot. And I'm very, I'm a rule follower by nature. Right. But with this particular thing, I can't, something about sitting at a red light by myself with no traffic going the other way, it makes me insane. I, I go insane. I would just be way too concerned that <laughs> you get like there's a, a policeman or, mm-hmm. that's hiding out somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, like, I just wouldn't want to hurt anybody. I could not. True. I couldn't handle it. But I think, like, go you yeah. <laughs> for running that red light. <laughs> it's one of my. Do it's it. one of my little bits of like, like civil disobedience. I think yeah, you know you where I'm just like I'm doing you. It's like I have a college degree. What does this light have? <laughs> You know, it's true. Electronics. Yes. No, I don't want that. Right. I want to just do what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> Are you into the meaning of dreams? I am. I don't know much about the meaning of dreams. My uh-huh. aunt, who's no longer here. Okay. Uh, interpreted dreams. And Ooh. I know. And I always found it so fascinating. Would she interpret your dreams sometimes? She interpreted or? some of my dreams. Yeah. Yeah, she would was, you call her like when you had like a weird one or something? Or no, she, but she... I would stay with her when I would play gigs in New York City. Okay, and she lived in New York, and she was just by nature a spiritual an artist, Very spiritual amazing, person. Yeah, like, yeah. definitely a big influence artistically in my life. Um, and she was a very spiritual person, like just kind of what you would imagine a consummate artist would be like in your mind. Like that was yeah. my aunt. Yeah. Um, and she was very into dream analysis and I found it completely fascinating. I don't remember any of it, Yeah. but, um, <laughs> but I do sometimes get very vivid dreams. Yeah. Yeah. How do about you ever you? get curious about, about like just Googling little aspects of the dream if you're, if they stick in your mind? No, but now you have me thinking. I yeah. probably should be more curious. Because I, th- I, I go on stretches where like, I don't dr- I don't remember my dreams at all. And mm-hmm. then I go on these long stretches where my, my dreams are like hyper vivid and like really like really crazy. And like, you know, and so they stick in my mind all day and I think about right. it. And so when it's that, I definitely will Google, you know, like, what does this mean if it's in my dream? What does that Interesting. mean? Interesting. You know, and what out. have you learned? I, all kinds of weird stuff, you know. And I, I, I never know like how much to take it. Like, you know, like, where, like how serious to take any of it. But Do you have a recurring dream? Um, I don't. I, I think I used to when I was younger. I used to have some scary ones that reoccurred a lot when I was young. But See, that I'm fascinated with. Yeah. Why, what do you mean? Well, I feel like if it keeps like popping up in yeah. your life as a motive, then I feel like it's worthy of sure. Yeah, if it keeps on coming. Yeah, that's for right. Sure. Yeah, that's that's probably true because your brain's trying to tell you something or right. sort something out for sure. Right, your subconscious. Yeah, that is interesting. Re- but I but I haven't had like recurring dreams as an adult of, like that that feeling of like I've been here before and I keep on going through the same problem. Huh. But but yeah, I don't know. How about you? Do you have recurring dreams? You know, I have a hilarious recurring dream that I haven't had in a while, but it like would involve I didn't study for a test and it was the right. night before my final exam and yeah. I was freaking out. Maybe that's because <laughs> in high school I was trying to juggle um, a music, even back then, a music career with like my regular, you know, go to school, course, yeah. daily studies. And sometimes I would be in the studio late at night and then I would have a test the next day and I'd really have to like pull an all-nighter so that I could cram for the test. Right. So I think that's probably the origin of that dream. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I still from time to time get it. Yeah. What I, does it I, mean? I do too. I have, the, I, have, I have a somewhat, it's not the same every time but I have that same, like where I'm, I'm clearly in high school or something and like, and my teachers are like, you didn't, 
you didn't like pass your Spanish exam or something like you're not going to graduate or something, you know, oh my and, gosh. and it's very stressful. And then I wake up and I'm like, I'm 31 years old. Why right. am I dreaming about high school? Right. I've made it through, you know, but it, it is weird. So I, I will have that every once in a while yeah. where it comes back and like that pressure, that uh-huh. pressure feeling. And I don't, I never know why that is. It tends to happen when I'm not feeling that much pressure in my life. Like in the lot, like it, when I'm, when I'm just tired and stuff, I don't dream very hard. But when I'm like chilling and relaxing that I get like <laughs> troubled dreams about pressure and things like that. Right. Is why weird. is that? I don't know. I think it might be my like workaholic problem. There <laughs> like you go. Trying, you know, so you're like feeling like you have to get something done even though you don't or right. something. So I think about that. Have you heard about the, have you ever had one of those dreams where you feel like your teeth are falling out? No. Have you ever, I guess it's really common. I looked this up because I, I used to have that. Every once in a while, so I did look that up about okay. feeling like because I would like you like teeth would be fall, falling out of my mouth in my dream, and that's a very scary feeling. You're like, yeah. what the heck? Like, what? My teeth are gone, and that. But then you wake up and your teeth are all there, and you're like, oh, good. And so I find I had that several times. I mean, I haven't had that for a long time, but I had had that several times in a in a in a batch of maybe a couple of years, and I googled it, and it says that it it tends to be with people that are afraid of losing something. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it can be like relationships or, you know, physical things, just like, you know, like people with like illnesses or stuff like that. That's crazy. Now yeah. you've got me very intrigued. Yeah. It's a cool, cool topic. I'm going to start Googling. I've been dreaming it. vividly again lately. That's, what, that's why dreams are on my mind. Interesting. Interesting to talk about. Very interesting. <laughs> very interesting. Oh, um, so you said you're friends with Aaron Bentledge. And yes. Rachel Mazer, right? Yes. That's uh, Aaron. If for for the listeners, that was, Aaron was on episode one twenty five, and Rachel was on episode one thirty seven, and they're two of my favorite ladies. I could gush around. about both of them. They're and awesome. I also I heard I also am friends with Anna Butters. Oh yeah. Who I also okay. listened to that episode. Yeah, I love Anna. Anna's one of my oldest friends. She, uh, she you know, we we met. Actually, we, you know, we went to IU, but we, but we overlapped and didn't get to hang out. Gotcha. And then we just had a million mutual friends, and then we met out here officially like when she came when she moved out here but anna's awesome i love her so much totally she's, she's she's one of the coolest and she's killing it yeah all those girls are killing it yeah they all inspire me yeah everyone's doing awesome stuff it's amazing That's, i'm very fortunate to have very cool friends <laughs> that are, totally. that are killing yeah, it in so cool many friends. cool ways it's pretty rad uh, yeah but the, yeah they're all awesome um that's cool that you looked at that. That was an old episode, too. That was one of the original episodes from back in the day. I well, think. I just like browsed through it. I, I was enjoying it. I love listening. Also, like I said, I don't love driving. But yeah. what helps is listening to podcasts. And um, when Erin posted that she was on the show, you know, yeah. I'm like, I'm going to oh, check, check that out. girl out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I loved the episode. And yeah. then I scrolled through and I saw some of my other friends. So. I think, you know, you and I have already spent a little time together on the 101. <laughs> <laughs> little did you know. Yeah, that, isn't that weird? Like, podcasts really make you feel like you're hanging out with people. That's what, sure. That's why I That's why I started, like, w- one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to start a podcast was podcast, because I drive all the freaking time, and I and my brother Christian told me to p- check out a podcast called Professor Blastoff with these comedians, like, when I was probably 2012 or 13 or something like that, and I was on this trip to San Diego, and I was like, all right, I'll check. Okay, what is this podcast? I'll check it out. And uh-huh. so I, I, so I turned it on, and I listened to it like all the way there and all the way back, and and I felt like I had like hung out with people the whole time, you know, <laughs> instead of just being alone and like thinking about stuff. It's, and so I, and I, I just fell in love with podcasts at that moment. I was like, oh my gosh, it's a I'm good like time friends passer. with these guys now. You know, you feel like you're like hanging out and get to know people definitely so, somehow, kind of magically. So definitely. I like that. That's very cool. So, Aaron and Rachel, Anna, do you have any secrets that you'd like to divulge about these these fine women? That, oh my gosh, secrets that would about ruin those... their reputations. Oh my <laughs> gosh, 
I have some funny Anna Butter stories. Oh, yeah? And she probably would not be, because I feel like I like every time I see her, yeah, yeah. I have to talk about it. Uh-huh. Um, Anna Butters gave me the stomach flu. Oh, my gosh. How did she do that? She, we were playing. I've, I've done the Perch Jazz Brunch gig oh, on right, Sundays right, right. Yeah, for a long yeah. time. And early on when Anna moved to town, I was playing with her there a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, which was so fun because she's just a phenomenal musician. Yeah. And, and the best hang. And the best hang, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, and she's very dry, as yeah. we know, um, and with her sense of humor. Um, <laughs> allow, allow me to clarify that. Her hair is uh, always wet. <laughs> She has wonderful hair, actually. Oh, it's amazing, yeah. Now it's getting so long, and it's yeah. just beautiful. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so she showed up to the gig, and I think I was asking what her, like, what she wanted to eat for lunch. And she was like, oh, I, you know, I'm not really hungry. Like, I'm just getting over a food poisoning. Uh-huh. And I thought, like, I'm a super hypochondriac. Okay. So at the time, I thought to myself, like, oh, that's what they all say. Right, right. Um. <laughs> and um so we did the gig together and then i like the next day caught the stomach flu and i sent her a text and i was like anna that was not food poisoning poisoning, homie totally not the same symptoms yeah which i will spare you the details but (laughs) i knew that i got it from that girl so i you know that's my anna butter story i have one more funny anna butter story but like i'm not sure if i want to say it out loud (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I just think she's such a phenomenal musician. No, she's ra- um, she's she's one of the best humans in general. Yeah, oh, and her her awesome. sense of humor is hilarious. I need to have her back on the show. It's been so long. When we haven't hung out for a while too. We just hang out. The only times we like even connect anymore these these days is just like through social media, which sucks. She's a rock star now. She's, she's like killing it and like playing with all the rock stars. Yeah. And actually, I did a music video, which was pretty fun. It was kind of my first concept music video that I did, and yeah. I. It called for an all-female band. Oh, right. And yeah. so I was able to get my friends that I'll play, you know, the instruments to come and be in the video. And she played bass in That's my music awesome. video. And she crushed. She crushed the fake play, bass playing. Yeah. <laughs> but she just looked so fierce. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of like Rachel and Aaron, if I have any. I don't, I don't have any embarrassing stories about them, but I just think the world of both of them. Yeah. Um, well, it know. was kind of just a tease anyway. So I didn't, you know. I, it, I didn't oh, really I took it seriously. Slam, I was like. <laughs> You don't need to. You don't need to <laughs> dig through your memories to make them look bad. <laughs> no, I'm just. Uh, uh, but no, they're yeah, they're all rad. So and good. The, and it's just it's awesome because their their music is so awesome. They're, they're all so doing talented. such great stuff. It's rad. Oh yeah. my gosh. That's why it's cool when when you said that you knew them. I was like, okay, well, this is obviously going to be a good friend because it's like you I know, love it. Birds of a feather type of thing. For sure. Um, should peanut butter be crunchy or creamy? Ooh, um, creamy. Okay, you had some hesitation there. To I know, me, because, meaning like a mood thing. Well, like I kind of like the concept of both, but then mm. when I thought about it further, I was like, yeah, it's gotta be creamy. So it's gotta be creamy. Yeah, for sure. I get that. I agree. Um, Palter Ego. Palter. Sam, uh, Sam Barsh and you. Right? It's a duo yeah. project, correct? Do you know Sam? I do. I do. We uh, we actually we haven't seen each other for several years, but we okay. I used to end up at sessions together a lot, and then just in like uh, Cal Cal Crane and all those guys. I used to hang for out with sure. them a lot, and so we just w- would run into each other quite a bit. But we're not like close close friends, but cool. we just would run into each other a lot, especially when I. When I first moved here for the yeah. first few years, I was try- I was going to all the sessions and doing all that stuff. So I just run into him all the time. I love it. But doing I think we're both 
not going to as many sessions as we probably were when we when I, back in 2011. Right, so. right, right. But right. Uh, so I don't run into him as much any, anymore. But he's awesome. I've, I've always loved his playing. Yeah, he's and a just a cool player. person. You know, just a cool. Definitely. He has that very cool vibe walking around town. He's he's got a strong personality. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, you feel his presence when he walks in a room. But that's what I had long before. Because uh, when 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 you hit me up on social media, I was like Palter, Palter. Pal-. I was trying to remember. I was like, that sounds familiar. And I remembered uh, say, like seeing Palter ego stuff when I was when you guys were doing shows and things. Oh, cool. Right. So that made me. Th- I was like, oh yeah, that's what it was with Sam. And so because I was trying to remember what. I had seen you in before and like seen yeah. stuff about you. But you guys have a couple albums, right? We do, yeah. So we that's actually really the reason that we both moved to Los Angeles was to kind of push Falter Ego. Oh, okay. Um, we were doing a long-distance collaboration at the time. We met when I was living in Detroit. He was living in New York. I was playing in New York a good deal. Yeah. Uh, a mutual friend suggests, just like had a gut feeling that he and I would make music together uh well and which i appreciate so very much and so i reached out to him and at the time we were both very steeped in the jazz world yeah and so we got together when i was in new york playing a gig and we were going to just do a little jam session and we sat down and we played one standard and then afterwards he turned to me and he's like do you want to just like write pop music and it was an interesting time in my life because i found songwriting at a fairly early age yeah and then i went to school for jazz and you sort of like go into this like jazz cave yeah. a little bit yeah and, you know I kind of, yeah. anything that was had you know fewer than 10 chords i right. was it was just the layman's music. Yeah. And so I had this like secret love affair with writing pop songs. Yeah, yeah. And Sam was really kind of the first musician after being in school for jazz that kind of brought me out of the jazz cave. Gotcha. <laughs> and was like, you know, as long as it has a groove, as long as it tells a story. Yep. Who cares? If it feels good, it's not about like how dissonant you can make it or how right. you know the harmonic depth which side note he's very deep harmonically yeah big time. um but so it was kind of a match made in heaven and we began writing songs and then i moved to chicago and we were writing songs all throughout that period as well and we did some touring together and then it just got to the point where it was like if we're gonna do this and like actually really do it we should probably be living in the same place and yeah. new york was not right for me gotcha um and I think he was starting to feel like his love affair with New York was dwindling as well. So we spent a month in Los Angeles, May of 2010. Okay. And just tried to set up as much stuff as we possibly could. We played some gigs. We had some meetings. We got out and hung on the scene. And right. it just felt right to both of us. So we moved out here and we pushed our thing for a while, which was great. And we released some stuff independently. And, mm-hmm. you know, we... There, there was like a little buzz that was going for a minute. It, it's just so hard being an independent artist. You, we yeah. hit a wall, and yeah. his career as a songwriter started taking off. Yep, um, which I'm so happy for him yeah, because awesome. he deserves it. Yeah, um, and he's like the hardest worker that I know for sure. Yeah, and for the listener, he's uh, if you look up Sam Bar, she's he he writes for everybody now. It's like yeah. he's on everything now that comes out. He's crazy, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and he's definitely a workaholic. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so we, it just got to the point where it was like, if we don't invest in PR, if we don't have label backing it, you know, and his, his time was becoming more and more well spent in the studio writing with and for other artists. So, um, 
we just sort of started focusing on separate things. We still write music together. Actually, we co-wrote a couple of tracks for this record. Oh, right. We still write songs for other artists. Yeah. Um, and he's like a huge part of my musical DNA. I mean, he's one of the closest collaborators that I have. I have two. I've been fortunate that I've had two really, really great collaborative um, relationships with piano players. That's awesome. And he's one of them. And I've just learned a ton from working with him. Yeah, that's yeah. rad. That's Definitely. really cool. And I like hearing about male-female relationships that are positive, especially now, too. Yeah. Like where, where it's like you can collaborate and there's no... I, there was just some news that went out yesterday about some different artists and, and like and like some, and some like a movie director guy and stuff like that. It's just that you just find out more and more that, that guys that you trust and like and like try to collaborate with and stuff. So I, it's nice to hear a story about somebody that, like a relationship that was like, hey, we're just we're trying to do something. We can move around. We can go go places and be a team for sure. And it's like he's good. been a big brother figure <laughs> to me. Um, you know, there was never, there was never like any of that female male weirdness. Yeah. Yeah. He was super professional. I think he prides himself on his professionalism. Yeah, of course. Uh, with regards to that for sure. Mm-hmm. And so it's, you know, it's been cool that we've been a part of each other's journeys. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, you said something about like what you said, New York isn't for you. You want to speak on, on why that is, why you feel that way? Because I think I can relate to this. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm asking. You know, my, my dad's from New York and okay. I have family that's in New York. And I just had a gut feeling, which I don't, I don't even get a lot of gut feelings. Sure, I don't even yeah. feel like I'm like little miss in tune with my gut. But I started going <laughs> to New York and I was playing there once a month, you know, doing the the Sunday brunch at the Blue Note and okay. doing like the Zinc Bar. And mm-hmm. first of all, being a primary instrument vocalist band leader like it's really tough to make a living in music there yeah um i don't know how i would have been able to pay my rent off of the 50 dollars gigs exactly so that's just like the real talk component of it yeah um and for me to be the type of artist that i feel like i need to be it's like so all-consuming for me that i i can't justify getting a day job Mm -hmm. um you know, I've had like some side hustles for sure, but like I need to be able to focus on my art whenever the inspiration hits. Yeah. And I just was going there and I had the intention of moving and then I started having panic attacks, which was crazy. Um, and I remember I was in um, Grand Central Station and I think I was like going to visit family in Long Island and I couldn't figure out how the train system worked. And I kept trying to like get somebody to help me and nobody would stop for me. Right. And, you know, I'm this little like Midwest gal that's like, <laughs> you know, hi, can you like point me in the right direction? Nobody would stop for me. And I just knew I was like, I can't do it. I can't move here. Right. Yeah. Um, I think it's a great place to visit. Yeah. I'm sure... I know the people that live there are like die hard, like New York rider dies, but I'm just like LA is so groovy to me. Mm-hmm. You've got the beach, you've got the weather, you've got the mountains. I take my dog everywhere, places yeah. that I know you're not supposed to take your dog. <laughs> they come with me, and that's because oh, it's there's LA. your civil disobedience right that's there. Actually, you take the pup. Actually, <laughs> there's your breaking of the rules I was looking for. Bit like like it's borderline a problem yeah um yeah I, I do that's awesome i'm glad we found it i'm glad we found the yeah the dirt i'm a, I'm a dog rule breaker <laughs> i am no that's awesome i i feel very similarly that's i i have this i had the same gut thing where i was like i love this city it's very cool it's just not i'm not vibrating on the same 
like you know the same level totally. when I'm there. And, you know, and I feel like it's really fun. I I love every everything you know, like going and experiencing all that and going to the like I you know played several gigs all over the, the, all those places and seeing a lot of music and yeah all that stuff. But I just but I just never felt like like me when I was there. You know, that's so a really good way so to put it about the the vibrations. Yeah, I, just I totally feel that. Just doesn't feel right. You're feeling off kilter or something. But when I'm here, it's very different i love it here so i love it here i still want to move around and experience more globe but but i love la so much it's so it's uh it was my dream city my whole like my whole growing up same you know i just wanted to come i, I, I grew up in wichita kansas by the way so i'm also a midwestern oh, boy so all right that could See, also be part of our this our, is uh, totally why we're instant friends yeah exactly I <laughs> love midwest, it. it's that midwest vibe it's man. the midwest Everybody's dog love vibe chill. exactly yeah dog people midwest people you know i have these i've had these moments more lately than I've ever had in my entire life where I feel like as freelancers as creative professionals we're constantly looking into our future and Mm -hmm. what the next thing we need to be doing and it's you know sometimes never enough and just the the hustle is real and I've been having these moments where I stop myself and I remind myself that like I actually am living the dream I did it doesn't feel like it exactly right yeah yep um but truthfully, to my like thirteen-year-old self, which I think I think about that girl all the time. Yeah. Um, like if I were to tell her you are a full-time musician living in Los Angeles, she would be like, "Oh my god!" Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you I, have your own apartment. That's exactly. amazing. Exactly. You, know, like oh you just gosh. as you grow, your you know, like your your dreams and your and your and the way you think about stuff changes so much, and it's it's awesome to like put yourself back in time and say what you're doing i do that to myself too it's a really good exercise i think i think it's important to give ourselves pats on the back tell little you <laughs> yes <laughs> that you're that what you're doing today and they're like oh my god I, I i would do this exact same thing it's like a very unbelievable to the way i grew up and stuff would be very cool to hear <laughs> my for future sure. for sure <laughs> but that's i guess that's 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 like the whole human existence everyone wants to fortune teller like you know like that to tell you what's going on but Part have the, you done one of those since you've been out here they're no, everywhere i haven't see and it's weird because we have a lot of like spiritual influence in our life from different friends and family that that, mm-hmm. that like either don't believe in that at all or do believe in it or way against or way for you know all these different things but Lori and i are very open to it and Lori's gone to some uh like fortune tellers and things like that in, in her past and i just never have i've never done it before i think i think that there's probably some you know there's definitely some reality to what they're doing it, like if, if you find somebody that's genuinely good at it but right but i've just never done it have you ever done it you know i've (laughs) i've had experiences with mediums that also have psychic powers Mm. um and so that was incredible yeah um but i haven't done like the la fortune teller hang yeah and i'm kind of intrigued me too me too maybe that'll be our next hang yeah go do the fortune telling that'd be that I'm, i'm open to that i'm totally open to it never that's the thing is i've just never if someone was like, "We're going today to this," I'd be like, "Okay, let's do it." You know, I'm not like against it at all. I just it's just not something I've ever like sought out. You know? Yeah. But maybe we can change that. We can change that. I think we should <laughs> go get our uh, yeah, go get the lines read or uh, the, yeah, your tarot cards read or all these different your things palms. you can do. Palms, yeah, for sure. Tea leaves, crystals. Like, yeah, they do what all is kinds it, like of spiritual stuff cleansing. Oh yeah, there's all kinds of cool stuff. Um, breakfast, lunch, or dinner? What's best? <gasps> breakfast yep agreed right answer i agree have you ever punched I agree anyone with you. i agree 
<laughs> I'm just gonna move on. I agree with you saying it's the right answer. Exactly. I'm Correct. Glad we're on the same 100%. page. I agree. It's breakfast food. That's not. That's a, That's the best food for sure. It is weird how we've decided what is breakfast and what's lunch and what's dinner. When because isn't it weird to think about somebody eating a salad for breakfast kind of thing? Like it is. But why though? You know, what I mean, it doesn't. It's all food and all. But I feel like adult power moves. You didn't say dessert. If you would have said breakfast, lunch, okay. dinner, dessert, I, pr- I would have said, said dessert, most important. which yeah. is another one of my downfalls. Okay. Um, but I feel like such an adult power move is like, man, having dessert for breakfast Ooh. because you can. Yeah. You don't have anybody telling you you shouldn't. Yeah. You like buy a pie or a cake or something for, right. for celebration in the morning when you wake up, there's pie like in the fridge or on the counter or something it's like yeah i'm gonna have pie for breakfast that's, that's the jump happening. off for yep. sure that's that'll start your day off you're like there's no grown-ups here i'm exactly no one can tell me what to do or not do exactly it's pie day <laughs> and i say that but like then i eat cow for breakfast uh-huh, sure exactly yeah <laughs> well that's but in theory but that's it is weird i just feel like it's weird that like psychologically that humans have been like okay here are the things that we can eat in the morning right here are the things that are good for lunch here right. are the things that are good for you know it's just weird that we've done that to ourselves. <laughs> like, because right. really, it's like anything is fine. Right, and different cultures have. We're know, very fortunate things to be able to, other, to, to different cultures. That. Yeah, it's crazy. It's really weird. I, I I think about that stuff every once. I was doing a restaurant gig like last week, and I saw a guy just ordering up a steak, and he got this big steak brought to him, and he's like eating it and watching us. And I was watching him eat it, and just going like, "Isn't it just crazy? We can just like sit, just like go to a place, just order a big piece of meat, and it comes to you." Like meat and protein was so hard to come by for so long and still is in so many cultures, but you can just sit down at a place and be like, oh, just bring me something that was hunted and, you know, all that. It's just weird. So weird. We've done a lot of weird evolution. Have you ever punched anyone? Ooh. Ooh, it sounds like a yes. (laughs) You know, I don't don't think so. Uh huh. Have you? Normally, I've always been able to like talk myself out of any kind of situation. Right. I'm definitely not a fighter, so mm-hmm. I would venture to say that I've probably never hit anybody. Are you one of those punch, like punch in the arm, like when you're goofing around kind of people? No. That's good. I'm not. I'm not into that. I'm not into friends that do that. And they're like, oh, pff, you got a punch in the arm. <laughs> I don't like that. Not my thing. I'm like, don't punch in the arm. No. It's not fun. I tend to get that a lot, though, because I'm just like a bigger person, I feel like. So people just start just like, well, just like, like you know, we'll do that. Right. I, I, but I'm like, I don't. I like to get I like to get punched. Yeah, you got to set up those boundaries. <laughs> just on? let them know. Um, all right, so I think it's time to share another track. I want people to. We have games and stuff that we're gonna play soon, but oh I think gosh. before we get into that, I think it would be cool to share another tune. Okay, let's do I it. I think the audience is just fiending for some more music right now Aww. at this point. So uh, you said the next tune you wanted to share was called "The Wrong Girl." Yeah. Does this mean? The girl is like she's she's always wrong, or does it mean like you've picked the wrong girl? You've picked the wrong girl. <laughs> okay, see. The the lyric is actually you messed with the wrong girl. Oh, like true, that. Okay, true. so this is like someone's messing with you, and you're like, uh, uh, uh. For sure, and somebody did mess with me, and so I put it to song. Okay, I really like this. Okay, cause I was thinking, <laughs> when, just from the title, I was inferring like you're like you're singing to a guy that's with the wrong girl kind of thing that's what i thought that's what the no what but I thought that, the that could was. be that could be a song for the next record sure but this yeah. is cool way cooler though this is this, this is, is like your punching song <laughs> this is my verbal punching song yeah, this is how i, I punch segue. people do you see how i planned that amazing that was segue incredible see you're a pro <laughs> consummate professional over here the wrong girl okay so tell me about this too same band same album 
Same band. It is. We actually, and there, there's an addition of um, Charlton Pettis, who's in, uh, he plays in the band Tears for Fears. Who, oh, oh, which yeah. the, okay, cool. the the producer of my record is also in that band. Okay. Um, and so he played on it and he just like brought some super rocking weird. I would Badassery. make it weird, please. Just like, yeah. F it up. Yeah. I think that's probably what I said to him. That sounds cool. like what I would say. <laughs> um, and he did. And you can cuss on the show, by the way. I, d- I should have mentioned that earlier. But. Fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> now we got to rate it R. The, the, rated show, R. Well, the show is rated explicit, actually. Okay. Cool. Uh, not be, obviously not because we get very like crazy, raunchy, and gory, but uh, or, or just cuss all the time. But I interview entertainers, and it's just like nice to be comfortable and be able to cuss on here. That's you know? amazing. So it's a family show, but you know it's like a you know a little bit of edgy family. Okay, you know I can do edgy family. <laughs> okay. I can do edgy family. <laughs> I'd like to know what families are listening to. <laughs> All right, kids, sit down. We're listening to Ryan the Superstrike now. <laughs> I love it. They should. <laughs> That'd be great. I think it'd be really good. Bring it into the home. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Anyway, back to this tune. Um, you, you wrote the song. I wrote the song. Okay. Um, yeah, I think the song sort of speaks for itself. Said so somebody uh, messed with you, and you wrote this. Somebody messed with me. You don't have to tell that story if mind. you don't want to. You know, I would because mm-hmm. I tend to be an open book about things and one of the things that i'm learning more and more is that you know giving people that are kind enough to take the time to listen to your music a chance to sort of find themselves in the song is a beautiful thing yeah that's awesome and so if i tell exactly what happened to me which like something happened and it really pissed me off okay um then i just feel like it doesn't leave room for whoever is kind enough yeah to sit down and listen to this song so Okay. I'm going to stick my foot in my mouth and sure. just allow the music to do the talking. That is rad as hell. <laughs> I love that. All right. Okay. Well, here, here we go then. Here's the wrong girl. Thanks. Baby, 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 tell me why you got to be so mean. Revenge is yet to taste so good Don't you know by now that what you get is what you give And I found your motive to be one I can't forgive With your cards out on the table I'm sure I'll be able to Another truck to run the wrong that has occurred. 
I love that you keep that you'll let people like put their own spin on it and like make it personal to them. That's the way that music like will stick in your craw and become your favorite stuff. That's awesome. I really Thank love that. Thank you. Do you have that? Do you have does sound and like and songs from your childhood and youth? If you hear it, are you like brought takes back? Takes me right back. Yeah, takes me right back. I love that. God, it's so cool. And the interesting thing about this this record is that when I was writing the songs. It was very, they were very specific. So I started speaking with the record company. They expressed interest. I'm I'm signed to Mac Avenue Records. And they expressed interest in me as a songwriter, but they didn't offer me the deal. So they were like, you know, we want to hear more. Oh, right. Um, It's always give me more. Oh, totally. Mm -hmm. Right. That's very, that's a very common tale. Um, So I made it my mission to just write until they had no choice but to sign me. That's literally what I said to myself. And the only way for me to really keep finding inspiration was to write about what I was going through. Yeah. And so it's very specific. And I very much felt it because I was living it. And then when I went to record it, you know, of course, it took time to actually get the record deal, which I'm so grateful ultimately happened. Yeah. Um, And then when I went to record it, I was at a different place in my life. And the songs took on new meaning to me even. Sure, yeah. So that's how powerful music can be. So I really think... You know, it, it it makes sense for me to leave a little room for interpretation. Ooh. That was sorry dang. about that. There was a there was a big ding alert here from YouTube, but that's that, cool. it shouldn't go into the actual. What is show. YouTube saying? What up, YouTube? So it recommended some. Oh, that's a drum instructional video, which oh. I hate being recommended those. I don't want to learn things. <laughs> <laughs> Who would want to learn things? No, I'm, I'm over learning. No, that's that's awesome. And I love that. Uh, yeah, we'll have to. That's very cool. I like all of that. Thank that. you. Very cool. Thanks for sharing. And now we're going to start playing games now. So you know, we're going to go into segments, which everyone loves. <laughs> and the first segment we're going to get to is something called the compliment corner. The beasts of the forest can be mean and make your day gloomy. To make the world a better place, Ryan welcomes his friends to a magical space called the compliment corner. 
corner. I'm so impressed. (laughs) That's amazing. Thank you very much. I'm glad you enjoy it. We're we're now in a place called the Compliment Corner. Okay. Basically, what happens is it gives me and my guests a chance to forget how dark and gloomy the world can be, you know, and just uh, basically practice giving compliments to each other. So uh, what will happen is I'll look you in the eye and give you a compliment that I mean. It'll flip it to you. You'll look me in the eye, give me a compliment that you mean, and we're both going to walk out of here one compliment heavier at the end of the day. Wow. It's a very silly segment, and I love doing it because it's it is hard. That like I mean, I feel like people don't comment each other enough these days. I would it's agree always, with that. So especially in a city where everyone's working hard to you know better themselves, and everyone's looking at social media and going like, oh, they're better than me than that, or they're doing this, and I'm jealous of that. You know, it's like no, just don't just hang out and be nice. How yeah. About that? Try to give that give that a shot. Yeah. <laughs> so here, here, so I'll start. I'll start. Okay. Um, like I said earlier, the listeners are just getting you're hearing all of our. Friend, this they're basically hearing all of our friendship at this point, you know, as we get to know each other, which is very cool. So, um, but what I will say is, uh, you you hit me up on social media when you heard those episodes, and you wrote a very nice message, which was very nice because people don't really do that. Like it's kind of like thank you cards and stuff. People don't just say like nice things, or I feel like even like Yelp, you know, like, like nobody writes good reviews if they go to like a restaurant. They only complain, right? I do. I write good reviews. See, me too, and I love that. I love because because I I like I. It's like part of my personal like. I push myself if I have a good experience. I want to be like, hey, that was awesome. Because so many people will only write stuff if it's bad, you know, like if they have a bad time somewhere. For sure. So normally, if I have a bad experience, unless it's like really awful, I won't even say anything if it's a bad. Because I'm just like, well, there's enough people voicing how shitty something is. You know? So I share both. Yeah, yeah. So you're like, I'm just going to talk about how I feel about stuff, which is rad as well. Uh, but like, but it, so basically I wanted to comment you on the fact that you wrote like a genuine, nice message to somebody that you didn't even know, which I thought was a very cool quality about you just from the, from the jump That's that so you sweet. can, that you can, you know, see something you like and be like, Hey, I just want to encourage this person. I think people encouraging other people is very cool. And so I felt very encouraged by you just by, from that random thing, you know? And and I don't even know what I was like what was going on that day. I know that I was very busy at the time, and, and I remember just being like uh, trudging along, you know. And so that it was like a big pick me up just to hear like a random boost from somebody I didn't even know, kind oh, of thing. I'm you know? so glad. So I think that's very cool about you that you would do that for somebody, and it meant a lot to me. So that's my comment for you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I think my compliment would piggyback on your compliment and say that the reason that I wrote that message is because. I thoroughly enjoyed listening to your podcast and I could feel, you know, how passionate you are about it. And I yeah. got totally got a sense you're a genuine person. And that means a lot to me. And I think everybody needs to hear, you know, I mean, everyone needs to hear that. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Well, I, I feel better. Do you feel better now? I, I do. Okay, good. Well, that's been the compliment corner. Do we have to leave the compliment corner? We could just spend the rest of our time here. It's funny. So many people say that. You know, it's like people want to like buy a house in the compliment corner, vacation, yeah. maybe like a summer home in the in the compliment corner. <laughs> just visit more often. You know, everyone wants to be a part of it. I think we should. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's good training. <laughs> um, anyway, the next game we're going to play is something called Learning by Listing. Rapid Fire. All right, yeah, that was a explosion sound. So, <laughs> if you can tell the the vibe of the podcast has just changed to very serious, 
Oh my God. <laughs> We're getting very serious a now. Stark contrast. And what's going to happen in learning by listing rapid fire is I'm going to give you a topic and then you're going to list everything that you can that comes to your mind. Kind of like an ink blot test. It doesn't have to be correct answers, just stream of consciousness. It can be a list of things or it can be, you know, whatever you think of. No wrong answers on the topic. Okay. Does it make sense? I'm just going to get as much as you know about uh, about a given topic. Okay. Are you ready to go? I You'll am, have 20 seconds. So. I am terrified. Okay. Good. <laughs> Good. That's fun. That's more fun. Um, the first topic that you're going to get an opportunity to list things you know about is types of nature or climates that you enjoy. Go. Types of... Wait a second. Stop. What? What? I'll clarify with you. Types of nature or climates that I enjoy. Yeah. Habitats, wilderness, things like that. My mind is blank. I failed at go. this game. <laughs> what? Okay, I enjoy the mountains. I enjoy the hot weather. I enjoy the desert weather. I enjoy seasons. So I enjoy winter, spring, summer, fall, which then mm. makes me think about Carol King and James Taylor because I'm thinking about you got a friend. Is this how it's supposed to Ooh, go? Like course. you go, you take these <laughs> <Okay>, twists. <laughs> I okay. don't follow directions very well. No, I love that. No, that you followed the directions perfectly. Okay. I, I, I only, normally I would have just let you go, even though you said like my mind is blank. But like, but I felt like I worded it weird, so I wanted to just like re, okay. refocus it, and then you and then. Well, you said you stream of consciousness, so I yeah. didn't know if it was like go tangential. Oh, you can do whatever you want. Okay. You, can do it. you know, some some people just literally list. Some people say things I would never expect. It just depends. It's just it's yeah. all you, you know. And that's the whole point: just learning how you think, which. Uh, I th- we learned a lot, not only about things like specific to the topic, but also just how you think and how you react to pressure just then, I think. Because right away you were like, oh no, my mind is blank. Yep. But then you jumped right into it and started th- saying things that you enjoy. You said mountains. You said desert. What You mean like uh, Palm Springs? Cause you said I like love Palm, Palm Springs. Springs and yeah. like, uh, Coachella area. What's that called? Uh, jo- like isn't Joshua Tree. And, uh, the one, yeah, there's, isn't there? I don't even know. I don't even know. I've never been out there. Um, but you love desert-like climates. Why do you like desert-like climates? I like the dry heat. Oh, I yeah. like the crispy morning. Mm. I just I love Palm Springs. That's like one of my happy places. Yeah, that's awesome out there. I love that too. Um, and then, then it also got me thinking about the fact that there's beauty in every season. Yeah. Which then got me thinking about James Taylor and Carol King. What's your favorite season? Spring. Yeah, Actually, well, that's not true. Okay. okay. I love a Los Angeles spring. Mm-hmm. I love a Michigan fall. Oh, yeah. Fall yeah, fall in the Midwest is really it's awesome. It's pretty special. I think it's... Uh, Lori always talks about New England falls and stuff, how beautiful it is. And totally. I do I do like fall. I hate winter pretty much anywhere. It doesn't really matter. I agree. Winter is not, not my a, jam. I'm not a fan of winter. I'm with you. I get it. You know, people. it's, it's pretty, holidays, all that kind of stuff, but I'm just like, I just don't, I just don't want cold. I don't want to be cold. Same. I'm not into it. More of a lizard man. And the holiday season's like so drawn out. Mm-hmm. It's just not my favorite time of year. Okay. Yeah, I'm hmm. with you. So holiday season isn't the best season of all to you? Not to me, no. That sentence sounded really weird. It like fell out of my mouth in a weird way. Best season of all. I picked up what you were putting down. <laughs> Oh yeah. Uh, what is the best? So, so spring, and then do you have holidays that you enjoy better than the the old Thanksgiving, <sighs> Christmas, Hanukkah vibe? Yeah. The whole period. Fourth um, of July. Arbor Day. Like now that you have me thinking, I'm like, am I even a big holiday person? Do oh. I even know myself? <laughs> um, Birthday. 
I'm not a big birthday person. Whoa, either. okay. So that's yeah. not what do you get celebratory about? Um graduation? <laughs> personal achievement? Personal achievement. Achievements of my friends. Yeah. Yeah. Those I feel you get, you, you, you want to celebrate that type of stuff. I do. I get that. I, I could do. read that off of you. That's what I yeah. Thought. Okay. I like that. Um, I mean, now there is there is a magic to like, you know, the memories that I had growing up celebrating Hanukkah. Of course, being a kid and opening up presents—that's really fun. Yeah. I think yeah. I prefer to give presents and get presents. I was always like awkward about opening presents in front of people. Oh yeah, that, yeah. Um, there's a magic of the day of Christmas, especially being from the Midwest and the snow and, mm-hmm. you know, but then it's like, it's so drawn out. And also because I've been out in Los Angeles for these last several years, I don't always get home around the holiday time. Yeah, and so I'm just same. over it. It's like, I miss my family mm-hmm. and it's so dragged out and I've done a million gigs singing every Christmas song from A to C and, yeah. you know, which I'm and it is weird happy to, to be... have the gigs, but like, of course, yeah. That's yeah. that's a good season. To, it is a good season for gigging for sure. Um, I do. It is weird because I'm the same way where you don't get to travel like during the holidays back back home a lot. So if you're in LA, it's weird because it's like a ghost town. Totally. Yeah, and so which I love that because nice. traffic because yep. becomes really amazing. Yep. <laughs> during Hanukkah and during and during Christmas and during any, any holiday like uh, Thanksgiving, any holiday where people are visiting home, it's rad. Are you Jewish? No. Okay. I'm not, but but I just I do love Hanukkah in LA because of the streets being clear. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Any Jewish high holiday, things get things get a little it's bit like gray. a little bit gray. thinned out traffic wise. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, we learned a lot about. Oh, then you jumped into James Taylor and Carol King. Yeah, I did because they're important people to jump on. <laughs> <laughs> jump up. <laughs> they are important oh, people to jump are. on um very big influence musical influences to you for sure as well as probably human influences i would imagine yeah they're I, great you humans. know what i actually had a really embarrassing experience with carol king whoa who i like she made me want to write songs from the time i was a kid that's my, awesome my mom yeah. is a massive carol king and james taylor fan yeah um and I got to do a little opening set for Carol King, which oh. was absolutely insane. Um, I was playing with Jeff Goldblum yeah, of for a while, and he his manager was having some sort of political private event in his backyard that was this, like sort of small celebrity feel like Jane Fonda was there with her dogs. Yeah, and yeah. The cast of Breaking Bad, and it was all right. crazy. I was like, what am I doing here? Yeah, yeah. And um, Carol King was you know, the main act of the party and Jeff Goldblum's manager asked him if he would play an opening set and he asked me to do it with him. And I freaked out when I got that. Actually, I have that. I have a voicemail saved, which is crazy. Still <laughs> from Carol? From Jeff. When from he Jeff. Like called okay. me and was like, hey, do you want to do an opening set for Carol King? Because I was like, what yeah, is that this is definitely life? That's definitely one of those you save. Yeah. So we did it and... I literally sat next to her as she played her set. Like, that was, you know, the distance between your keyboard here was the distance between me and Carol King. Yeah. And I was losing my damn mind. And afterward, I, like, almost didn't want to meet her because, you know, it's like, you don't want to meet your hero. Exactly. But I, I think Jeff was like, oh, come and I'll introduce you to her. And so I met her and it just came out of my mouth. And I was like, thank you for being the soundtrack to my life. Uh huh. And I felt so embarrassed after i said it i was like because she paused she she paused and she goes huh thanks 
Like she thought about it. Yeah. But yeah. I was like, I must have sound so ridiculous saying that. No, but man, it's true. That you wanted to, yeah, that's what you wanted to say. It's true, I think that was yeah. awesome. I think she probably took it as a guy. But oh maybe God. it wasn't put to her like that before. So she was like, hmm, that's a different compliment than I've gotten so, before. Maybe. But I, I love that. But like compliment. tapestry was it for me. I was like, yeah. if I could do that. Oh, know? man, that's rad. That's so cool. So you, so you saved that, that voicemail so you could have it forever. I did. That's definitely one, something that you save. Yeah, for that. sure. It's like, yeah, if you got asked to open up for Carol King, that's a good memory. Oh, my God. To keep. Yeah. That's awesome. Are you ready for round two? Okay. No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here we go. Here we go. Things you were scared of when you were little. Ooh, go. Going to the bathroom by myself. <laughs> um, dying at in my sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, as you can see, I was a very <laughs> anxious little girl. <laughs> um, those were like the big ones. That's all I can think Stop. of. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> let the time run Going out. to the bathroom by myself and dying in my sleep. So, no, those are good. Um, so, wait. Okay, so going to the bathroom by yourself, you mean like in a public place or do you mean at home too? I think I had a fear that I was going to get locked. Fall into the bath. No. <laughs> that I was going to get locked in the bathroom. Oh, okay. Um, this was when I was like five. Yeah. I wonder what, what made that fear happen. Do you, do you have a reason I why? I can't even remember, but I remember it being a strong fear and I had to have somebody come to the bathroom with me. Yeah. Um, I was bizarre. At home too? No, not at home. Oh, just a public place. Okay, Public gotcha. places. Gotcha. Um, and then I had an aunt who died in her sleep when I was five. When I must have been five oh. or so. And I couldn't, that like that, that was sense. hard to process. So yeah. I just, I was afraid that I was going to die in my sleep and I had to ask my mom every single night before bed, am I going to die? Am I going to die? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was very afraid of that too. You were, but okay. I think it had to do with that prayer. You know that little that kid's prayer about like, and if this night my if this night my female life, right? Yeah, like, like my soul to keep that. I I got I remember hearing that when I was little. I can't remember it now. I can't remember the whole thing. But I and uh, but I, I remember being really freaked out by that. And people were like, "It's so sweet." And I'm like, "No, it's like really frightening." Really and frightening. I, I hated that, and I still hate it. And I would never read it to my children. <laughs> it's just like, no, that's creepy as hell. But it's just it's just weird. I don't yeah. like it. I'm just not I'm not for that poem. I can't remember how it even went now, but something about my soul to keep at the end. I'll yeah, like, I'm like I don't need to be praying like that. I vaguely I vaguely <laughs> know what you're talking about. But yeah, I think I had that fear too, dying in my sleep. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, if you had a family member that died in their sleep, that would definitely for sure kick off a an irrational fear, or not even irrational. It's backed up right there. You saw yeah. it. <laughs> it, it you know, it did progressed into being irrational, but uh, yeah. <laughs> so would that would that make you not go to sleep were you afraid to sleep it was more like like i knew it was like an ocd thing like i needed my mom to tell me that i wasn't gonna die in my sleep and then i was cool then i could yeah. go to sleep okay good yeah yeah i just needed that reassurance kind of like the monsters on the bed thing just like check for sure check the bed make sure there's no monster tonight exactly. and then, we'll, then i'll go to sleep exactly i get it i was not afraid of monsters yeah me neither i was afraid of people in my house that was, oh, that's i was very afraid of that gotcha that makes sense yeah i remember i, I remember like like i was asking to sleep in my mom's bed and she'd be like what are you she's like hey, she's like there's no such thing as ghosts or monsters or anything like that you know and and uh and, and i'd be like no i'm not afraid of ghosts and monsters and she'd say like well what are they what are you afraid of then i'd be like a man coming and killing me in the night and she'd be like yeah that's very frightening okay <laughs> you can say, she's like now i'm scared <laughs> now i'm scared of that <laughs> how old were you 
probably like five or six or uh-huh. so, yeah in that same kind of zone just like very afraid of yeah. a man coming in you know and, and that but that fear lasted a long time too i would still be very afraid of that right into my teenage year i mean i'm still afraid of that to be honest like if i hear like a weird sound i still have to go check it out to make sure there's not a man scary in, in the house and like Lori makes fun of me all the time but it's just part of how i was raised so i just recently watched the zach efron ted bundy oh i haven't watched that yeah okay yeah so I actually was not familiar with Ted Bundy's story. I know oh, like wow. I've been clearly living under a rock or, sure? you know, maybe yeah. more in a practice room is more like it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Um, I became fascinated with his story. I was like so freaked out by it at the same time. Like, yeah. how could a human like that exist? I know. Yeah. Like, how could somebody be that much of a monster? Yeah. Um, and so I, I've been having those fears more lately. Like, cause he's, you know, he would stalk the girls yeah. before he went up to them. And so like, I'm extra cognizant of making sure my blinds are closed and yeah. just trying to be vigilant of my surroundings. And that's, that's very good. So like creaky. it's, I, I, that's, I'm always encouraging people to, to like, just be aware of what's going on around because like, you, cause you just walk around like chilling out and, and I, I, I talked to Lori about this quite a bit because like if I, if, if, I, if I'm there with her, she doesn't pay attention at all to like what's around. Cause I'm, she's just like, Oh, you're just going to make sure i'm, I'm good you know? i do the same thing and she just she just kind of takes advantage of that like, like that i'm watching her you know and stuff but i'm like don't i'm like you can't practice being chill about it like you gotta watch around and make sure that people right. are not trying to hurt you know it's right. just weird but th- i think about that a lot because it, it is very creepy to think that people like that just exist i have a friend that said the funniest thing to me today which yeah. i feel like is very indicative of the person that i am i'm pulling i'm pulling up my text message my friend max <laughs> hamer who's a a piano player, great piano player. Oh who, yeah, I know that name. I, I don't I think we've ever met, but I know that yeah, name. Yeah, he's great. You should meet him. Okay. Um, and he's, you know, he and I have become very close. We had a steady Monday night gig for oh, many cool. years, and I had the strangest experience since we're talking about social media. Yeah. Yesterday, a friend brought it to my attention that somebody had created a fake uh, account saying they were me. Oh, okay. Which gotcha. is like, why would anybody want to do that? Yeah. Like, what the heck is that? They titled the the account. Uh, official jesse palter uh-huh. and luckily instagram shut it down very quickly which was great but i was just so confused as to why anybody would do, why that. Do, you do that why do you spend your time doing that yeah and they posted a photo with a caption that says hi fans it's jesse palter giving out t-shirts to some lucky selected fan for my upcoming album release show that's coming up in less than two weeks from now and maybe because of this whole ted bundy thing but in my mind where i went was like this, you know, the person's going to find, try and find a fan and like get his, the person's address and then like show up and kill the person. Right. I mean, I went to a whole place no, in my that, mind, right? Yeah, I do that too. So Max is a good friend that we can talk about these types of things. So I was chatting it about with him and he, he responded to me. <laughs> he said, Jesse, if you were in the jungle, you would be the first one eaten. <laughs> you can't give off that percent right it's so true i was like man i need to toughen up i need to toughen up sure yeah well i don't i don't know man there's there's something good about being hyper aware too and like Mm -hmm. playing out different scenarios in your mind like and just be trying like you know because the the word i mean either way it's like either you've thought about it too much and nothing happens or or you thought about it and prepared for the bad scary thing that might happen you know right i I think it's positive to think about i I don't think obsessive uh, obsessing about it is good but just being aware of like potential for things makes you more careful and you just do things, you know, just makes you more conservative in like how you approach things, which I think is good. I agree. You know, I think about that. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to have a plan. Yeah, you don't want to deal with Ted Bundy's. No. So if you can think about it, then you'll avoid it. 
That's yeah. like, you know, whenever you hear about people getting, it's my, it's, I have an old theory, about like the shark, I call it the shark attack theory. Uh-huh. When you hear like an interview of somebody that was got bitten by a shark or got attacked, they always say like, you know, you hear about shark attacks, but you never think it's going to be you or whatever. And that happens about a, de- a lot of different topics. Right. Like you've never heard somebody go every day. I woke up and thought I'm going to get attacked by a shark today. And then it finally happened. Right. <laughs> you know, right. It's, uh, I'm, so I, I have this theory that if you think about something a lot, probably won't happen to you. I like that theory. So if like if you're aware of it and you try to avoid it, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Don't go into the shark's house. Not going to get bit by a shark. Right. You know what I mean? No, I don't stay away from the ocean. I like the ocean, but that That's is good. the shark's house. You got to live your life, but yeah. you know, you're justifying a little bit of the worry warp mentality. Sure. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. Just trying to make people feel a little bit better about <laughs> worrying and being scared of things. <laughs> about being cray cray. <laughs> it happens sometimes. <laughs> All right. We have another game. This is called okay. Get Your Dang Butt Out of My Face. <laughs> All right, <laughs> welcome to Get Your Dang Butt Out of My Face in this game. What it does is it gives you and I a chance to go around and say something that's been irking our chain, pissing us off, making us angry in some way, Ooh. and then to figuratively tell that thing to get its dang butt out of our face. Like so? Yes. So just kind of an airing of grievances game. You know, I think that, you know, I, I don't like to complain about stuff, but I do like to get stuff on my chest here and there, and that's what this game does. I like it. I think it helps me stay positive by getting stuff off my chest sometimes, you know? I don't know about you. You strike me as a very positive person, which I truly appreciate. I try yeah. to be. I try to be very positive. I'm not all the time. Right. By any means. And uh, and as I've gotten older, I, I t- you know, and, and, and more crotchety and grumpy in my life. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, like it, it, I, I think I get that that comment of like ryan angry that's not even something that exists you know? and then that makes me angry because i'm like because <laughs> i'm like you think i don't have the whole range of human emotions <laughs> like, it's like i get angry or mad all the time you know <laughs> uh but it's just that's just part of being a human person I right think, you know but um do you have something that's been irking your chain something that makes you mad <sighs> um i got things i got some things <laughs> um <laughs> i have things um yeah yeah you know what um i have had to step outside of my comfort zone a little bit and reach out to people and ask for help which is not an easy thing to do okay and when you reach out to somebody and i I won't name names but when you reach out to somebody that that you care about that is a friend you know sometimes even a good friend Mm -hmm. um and you sort of put your heart in your hands and you have to sort of ask for some support and then they ghost you that whole ghosting thing yeah uh uh-huh like that's not my shit yeah i would say get your dang butt out of my face to that man i can i can really get get behind that one i understand i i I feel it's i have a particularly hard issue with asking for help as well it's It's tough my biggest challenging thing like stumbling blocks for me in my life Mm mm-hmm and I, but like, I'm, I assume that you're the same way. I can only, just from your energy and stuff is that like, I'm first on the scene to help somebody. Like when they ask for help from me to, to, to a fault and like to my detriment often. 100%. <laughs> and I have to tell you that there are situations where I'm not in a position to be able to help, right. but if people ask me, I will respond to them because I know how much courage it takes to actually muster up. See, this is where this is what I want to get to. This this little kernel of th- because you're it, because what you're saying, I think I think what you're saying is how I felt for a long time, and and, and like it's basically a, for me, it was assuming 
that if somebody asked me for help, that they must have like it must have taken them weeks to build up the courage to ask me for help. Mm-hmm. Like it, you know, it must have been very difficult for them. But what I've found out is that people aren't like me in that. Like you know, a lot of people can just ask for help very easily. It's like so, and some people right. like consider it a str- a, a huge asset to them is that they have no problem asking for help you know i think that actually it would be a huge asset it to would them. be yeah um i've had to learn that it's just kind of a dirty part of the job that sure. i don't necessarily love but it's very important and i think that's so difficult i think it's a you know a karma thing too like yeah if I can help other people and then in return they can help me, then I just, I very much feel that we're all in this together and we yeah. all lift each other up and I've always felt that way. Yeah. And I just would appreciate, rather than ghosting, I think, if somebody can just say, I, you know, thank you for, for asking. Unfortunately, I'm not in a position to be able to help you or whatever the excuse is or the reason, not even an excuse, the, the reason is. I just think it's way more respectful than ghosting somebody I agree especially yeah. when that person like is your friend you know yeah um or was your friend mm-hmm. so i've just the the ghosting thing is not it's not cool yeah get your dang butt out of my face right i'm with you man that's a, that's such a yeah that, that that just like spurred a lot of thoughts in my head about it because I, I have a very large difficulty with that with asking for help and i and i had i, I really i got kind of hurt like real like you know not all that long ago to just think like when i finally realized like oh i, I think this whole time been assuming people were having to really struggle to, to build up the courage to ask for help when really that's like that's my problem that's not other people's problems projecting my own difficulty on somebody else you know and th- so that and so i was willing to help anybody that asked me because i just was like oh that must have been really hard for them i want to like meet them halfway or whatever but then I realized, like, oh, no, that's not really what's going on. And then would, if you get ghosted when you ask for help or you ask to meet up or something like that, just something small. It burns. Yeah, it's it not burns. a good feeling. So I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Um, okay, mine for this week. Uh, I did, we, Lori and I took some lifts last night, lift lift rides to, to a movie theater to see a movie. What and did you see? And we had a horrible – we saw John Wick 3. Oh. Have you seen any of those? I have not. I hadn't seen any of them, and I haven't had a free day or any time. And it started coming out in like 2014 or something. But I'd heard all these good things. People told me to see them, and um, uh, so we just. I had a. I finally had a day off yesterday, and I was like, "Babe, do you want to just have a stupid day and see all these John Wick movies?" <laughs> She's like, yeah, "Let's do it." So we did that. We watched all three of them. But we went. The third one is in theater, so we went to the third one. And uh, that's so sweet. It was a very fun little. It was a stupid day because the movies aren't that good. <laughs> oh my god! But that is such a. <laughs> but it was pretty fun. <laughs> that's such a sweet idea, though. I love that. Yeah, we just like we hang out, and uh, but so it was a fun day. But uh, but we took this we took this lift ride over there, and it was horrible. It was like the one of the. It was this lame driver. She she, she could not drive. She didn't know the area. She wasn't listening to her map. She was just, and she was like di- like driving super slow like changing lanes and people are honking at her like you know she's not looking in her mirror it was just it was a weird ride but she had clearly like just gotten off of like a serving shift you know she was like and she was talking to us she was very sweet and nice and like all these things and like at the end of the ride i had like i gave her a five-star rating because i i used to drive for lyft you know and and like and i know from experience that like you can have a five-star rating but then somebody rates you a bad rating and it ruins like your reputation on the on the app and you get an email that's like hey if you keep on getting if you get one more or two more ratings like this you're gonna be booted off the app for a month or however you know like they'll give you like these they'll, they'll give you like these punishment punitive damages kind of thing 
And it's so shitty because people are like trying to make a living by, by using like these apps. And she's like just gotten off a shift and is going to do more work on her way home. And I'm very empathetic to that because I did that too for a long time, just trying to make ends meet. By do, like, I would do a gig, and then on the way back, I would try to get as many lift rides that would bring me back home, and I'd make some money on the way home kind of thing. And so I don't want to give someone a bad rating when they, like, even though they might deserve it, I don't want to take away their, like, their, you know, ability to make a living, you know? And so I think my problem is with Lyft and not, be, like, in not being able to, like, give people a rating that won't completely take them away from their ability to make money, you know? So my problem is with Lyft. And I want to say, hey, Lyft and your rating system, that should be much better. Get your dang butt out of my face. <laughs> That's my problem this week. <laughs> I think it's, I think if somebody's bad at something, you should be able to rate them without like ruining their yeah, life. Yeah, that know? makes sense. But you know what? Good karma for you that you're you know, not going to ruin somebody's. Yeah. Well, and it's one of those, obviously, if they're really bad and, fi- and like 50 people say they're bad, then it's like, okay. They right. shouldn't be driving people around. Right. Know? But at the same time, it's like... You don't want to be that guy. Yeah. I, 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 when, I, when I was a driver, I remember I got... I, I, I picked up a lady at the airport, and I had all five stars. And I picked up a lady at the airport, and, um, and like, right when I pulled up, she, like, she opened up my, my like, the, my, my, the back of my trunk and threw her luggage in and then got in. And, like, before I could get out to help her or anything. And I was like, oh, hey, how's it going? And then she got in my car. And then she was perfectly pleasant the entire ride. Like we talked and like, had a, and it was like maybe like a 45 minute ride or something. And then I dropped her off. And then that night you get an email with all of your ratings and stuff at night, you know, with like everything. And so I got a rating and I knew it was her cause it was the only airport run I had done that day. And so, and I, and I remember like seeing the red, she gave me a, a zero star or a one star review what? and, and just wrote, would have liked some help getting my luggage in the, in the car. <laughs> I was like, what the heck? We had like a perfectly pleasant ride and she gave me one star and I got an email that was like, if you get one more, you're going to be on probation for 90 days or something like that, you know? And I was like, Ew. what the hell? I like, look at my rate. Like I had done so many rides that were all five star and all these like wonderful, wonderful compliments and stuff. And so that, that one thing got me in trouble and the lady was just a jerk. Like that just sucked of her to do that. Yeah. You know? She sounds awful. So like, you know like, what I would say to her? Get her dang butt out of your face. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you said that for me to her. <laughs> Get your dang butt out of the face. <laughs> but I hate that kind of crap, you know? It's like, yeah. hey, treat people better. So, yeah, that's my problem. Lyft needs need, Lyft needs a writing system that's like, you know. I think probably Uber probably has the same problem. But yeah. It's like, give, you know, give us the chance to write them without ruining their lives. Yeah. You know? I have complicated feelings about the whole... Lyft and Uber. Lyft, Uber, you know, what? app, ride app situation. Well, I just think that's another thing to be sort of afraid of. Yes, especially I agree. with everything that's been going on lately. So the thing that I do appreciate appreciate about Lyft, to my understanding, is that they do more involved background checks. Big time, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I understand your frustrations, but if I'm going to take one, I'm still going to take Lyft. Oh yeah, me too. Uber has a lot of bad business things that yeah. are not cool. I I do have to like. I do use Uber when I'm like in other cities because Lyft isn't even like in other cities in a lot of oh, ways, okay. you know. So I'm in New York or uh, mm-hmm. Nashville or Chicago. Like it's like there there is Lyft, but it's often more expensive and you have to wait way longer. But whereas like Uber is just everywhere and other countries and stuff. And so I will use Uber sometimes, but I'm not like super Got pumped it. about it. Got it. But yeah, it is a weird thing. It is like you said, it's something to be wary of. Like I feel like you're giving people too much information in a way. Like especially like I feel like I feel like females should be able to select 
like if they have a male driver or not Espe- especially like at night <laughs> I very much agree with it's you. It's like if a girl's coming out of a bar and then she's just like, you know, like, and then just asking a guy to give her a ride home and she's giving him, she's, it's just too much information. It's like, okay, this girl likes to drink. She's at a bar that this is where, this is like where she goes to hang out. I'm going to take her to her doorstep now. Like this is too much info. To too much, too much. But So I agree with you. Got to be aware. Absolutely. But you don't want to get in the jungle. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Here we go again. So it's good to be aware. That was one of the funnier things anybody has ever said to me. <laughs> if you were in the jungle, you'd be the first to be. In. That's an interesting thing to think about. <laughs> Do you think the the lion is the true king of the jungle? I've talked about this on a past hmm. episode. Yeah, I think so. See, because uh, lions like aren't they plains animals? You know, aren't there oh so my many? God, you're asking the wrong girl. About aren't there this so stuff? many strong jungle animals? Gorillas, or orangutans. There are tigers. But I still think a lion. Puma. I think the lion would eat them all. Uh, <laughs> I think the lion would eat them all. <laughs> I like that. Well, that's been get your dang butt out of my face. Um, we're let's. I think we're gonna start wrapping up the show now. Okay. The end of the show. No. But before we do that, uh, I think we want to play a third track. Oh, sure. You said you wanted to, you wanted to play the title track. Yes. Paper trail. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, anything you want to say about this story or this song? Or you just want to let it <sighs> ride. You know. This this song is is really special to me um, to kind of go back and kind of share the origin of the song. I was writing every single day. That was like my, you know, wake up, try and find inspiration, write songs. Right. Um, and that was what I considered my job was for that time being until I ultimately got signed. And um, you start writing, like when you're writing every single day like that as a rule, you just, you know, the songs sort of are, after a while they become the same. Yeah. Um, it's like how many different ways can you say the same thing? Sure. Um, and so I woke up this specific day and I just, I, I like wasn't, inst- I didn't have the muse. I like wasn't there. I sat down at the piano and nothing was really coming out. And so then I was like, I'm a terrible songwriter. And I was uh, maybe I should go read poetry or whatever, you know, my little tricks that I do to sort of like spark creativity. And instead, this actually actually brings everything all back together because instead I logged on to Facebook and here we are with our strength of social media again. (laughs) Yeah. And it was the it was like early on when Facebook started doing those flashbacks and a photo came up of me and an ex-boyfriend and we were so smiley in this photo and it's like you know 10 years ago you were here right which is such a weird thing that like it can be either be awesome or it's like oh facebook why are you doing that why are you showing me that photo i don't want to look at that photo exactly (laughs) and you know this guy he was he's a lovely guy he just was not the loveliest guy for me sure um and i looked at this photo and it was we looked so happy mm-hmm. and i got this profound feeling of of wow so you can give your whole heart to somebody and have beautiful memories with somebody and then they're just out of your life and all you yeah. have is a flashback of a photo from that period of time and so it was just the inspiration that i needed and i you know sort of crawled over to the piano and it just like the song basically came out in full it just like it was was like my living in a musical moment where all of a sudden i like started (laughs) singing it and there was the song um so that's that's what the song is about and i hope you like it i hope everybody that's listening likes it that's awesome all right well here's here's paper trail
I must admit I've come across a photograph of us And wondered once or twice Where we went wrong As I stared right at her smiles frozen like eyes Suffice to say I have a knack for sentimental things And yeah, I've paid a price It's hard for me to let go once it's ended Or admit it can't be mended But that's just how I choose to roll the dice I don't remember who I was when I was who I was with you I don't remember who you were when you were there with me too when I was who I was with you I don't remember who you were When you were there with me too And now all that's left to show This paper trail of everything that we let go I guess we'll never know What we could have been If our love had a chance to grow But this photo to remind us it was nice for just a moment in time It's been a while But there are still some things I can't forget No matter how I try Like how I cry When I question if our love would live or die about you that I like and I couldn't deny that you were perfect down on paper I've nothing bad to say except you weren't perfect for me in real life I don't remember who I was when I was who I was with you I don't remember who you were when you were there with me too no I don't remember who I was with you.
Thank you so much for sharing that with, with the listeners and Aww. myself as well. Thank you for giving me an opportunity to share. Of course, yeah, I love I, I love that. So I mean, I, I think about that too, like that that idea of these people. You know, what they say some people come in your life for a season, some for a reason, yep. or something like that. Yep. Something like that. Yeah, something, but it's I, it is weird that the, there are people that were like everything to you for a while, and then now they're just gone, or you know, not a part of your life. I have several of those, or just you know, relationships or friendships that came and went or some and some some are like negative or pot or but some also some people just slip away and it's not negative it's just right. like you know exactly and i have a hard time with that i feel like when you're in my life like i love you and i just yeah. you know i i really love you and i don't want to let you go yeah um and so i'm i'm in touch with most people from my past most of my you know ex-boyfriends yeah um but for whatever reason this was just this feeling of like it, you know the lyric is it was nice for just a moment in time yeah and that's what it was it was it's such a blip too like in the scheme of things uh, even in your own life like you know like even even long relationships are such a blip too it's just that there are little seasons of your life that really well that's that was change. the crazy thing was that i then took it the next step further and i was like it is such a blip for a moment in your life and then i was like actually like a lifetime is such a blip. Yeah, in general. In the scheme of mm-hmm. of the greater picture of the world, which can take us in an entirely new direction. But the last lyric of the song is, I guess life is just a moment in time. Yeah. Which is intense, but it's, you know what I was feeling for sure. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on this show. Thank you so much for having me. I do You're have wonderful. one more question for you. Okay. It's the last question I ask everybody. And okay. basically, you know, the, the name of the show is Ryan is Super Strong. Right. And, you know, keep in mind there are so many types of strength, whether it be physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, all these different, you know, it can, the list goes on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my last question for every guest is simply, hey, are you, Jesse Palter, Super Strong? That's a good question. You know, I think I'm stronger than I even give myself credit for. Yeah. I think the fact that I wake up every single day and that I keep trying is, mm-hmm. you know, strong. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, and so I would say yes. That's awesome. I love that answer. It's it, it was, it, I like that you went more than one word. Some people are like yes or no or or <laughs> like or maybe or we're you know, so it's it's cool. To, I think that tells. It's telling on who you are. Oh, thank and you. what I like to ask uh, for all my guests is to kind of give, you know, I feel like different people relate to different people. You know, it's just how it goes. So, and not everybody relates to everybody, but I think that there are listeners that are specifically relating to you or your music or your story or your voice or something. So what I always ask my guests is to leave a little bit of advice for the people that might be listening and relating to you that can kind of serve as a mantra to be 
as strong as a Jesse Palter, you know, throughout this week until next week when a new guest comes and leaves their piece of advice. That's, that's so sweet. Well, I like the notion of, of having a conversation with your younger self, you Ooh, know, yeah. your more naive, green, unjaded self. And yeah. I, and I, like I said, I'm, I think about that girl a lot and I try and honor her and her dreams. Yeah. And so if I could get the people at home just thinking about like that, I think that's, that's a good thing to sort of think about. And, um, hopefully they, their 13 year old self would all be, would be proud of them as well. That's awesome. I love that. I I, th- I think that's a really good exercise. And so I'm, I'm in therapy and stuff too. And and like, that's something that we do, uh, you know, is like talk to, is like talk to the young you kind of thing, Me too. which I think is very cool. I think it's a really good exercise and some, and it, it not only it can, it can make you like remember how you used to feel about things, which is enlightening. It can like make you feel like you said earlier, telling it, like telling your young self what you're into now and how exciting that would be to hear. Like that's, that's very cool. And, a lot of good stuff comes from that exercise. It's just a, it's, it's a big thing that we wake up every single day and we keep trying. What's the first thing you would do if you could go, if you could like go back in time and see your young self? Like, would you give yourself a hug? Would yeah. You, see, I have a, I have a thing where when I was very young, when I was like third grade or fourth grade, and mm-hmm. I learned about time travel, you know, and was thinking about it, mm-hmm. I made this promise to myself as a young boy that like if I ever got the time travel and see, the first thing I would do was challenge myself in a physical battle. <laughs> That is not I what I would fight. do. I would just I fight. Love that. You know, I, 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 ever since I was little, I've always been like fascinated with this idea of like when you when you watch like Planet Earth or something like that, and like you see like two rams ba- battling each other, and the, and it's just like if you got rammed in the chest by a ram like with their horns and stuff, it would crush your ribs. You know, like hurt you it so much. Awful. But they can just hit each other like crazy, right? And just fight all day because they're equally matched. And so I've always been fascinated with this idea of like if I could fight myself. Maybe it would be a cool thing, you know, because I would like, ha- well, what happened? Would you like everything would try to be like stopping each other at the that same time? That does not sound fun to me. It sounds kind of cool, kind of like a movie or something. But <laughs> it does sound kind of so. Cool I like. I know that I will be. I'll, I'll be cool. Like I'll. It'll settle down once you know once once the fight is over and we'll like do some talking. But yeah. the first thing I just ever since I was little, I was like, if I get to, if I ever see myself, you know, I don't care what the age difference is. You're gonna fight yourself. It's gonna be a fight. Oh my way. god. Uh, I would like give myself a hug and I'd say it's all gonna be okay which you know maybe my like older self is out there doing that to me right now because we all we all need to hear that we all need to feel it yeah I agree I think that'd be very important probably much smarter and uh than trying to fight myself (laughs) (laughs) just go for it way less entertaining though yeah for real um all right so thank you so much the uh, the last thing I like to do is give you an opportunity to plug some stuff you have this album coming out you have a website you have social media you have like where can people that are into you now and have become your biggest fans through this interview where can they follow you (laughs) (laughs) on all of the interwebs I'm available on all of them. I don't discriminate. Um, I spell my name like a boy. J-E-S-S-E. P-A-L-T-E-R. Is that, uh, is the the spelling, you think, okay, so Jesse with S-S-E is like, is that considered boy spelling? I think so. I mean, you know, maybe that's, not the most PC way to look at it. Oh, but I don't like know. growing up, I was just like, you know, people were like, you spell your name like a boy. Oh, that's weird. And I was like, I spell my name the cool way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I, but I'm available. I'm online and I, I love hearing from people. I love connect. Obviously, I love connecting with new people. Right. Um, I think that 
bringing positivity into the world of social media is really the only way that we can all get by in that crazy space. Yeah. So I would love to hear from anybody who's listened to this and wants to say hello. Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. Uh, what are the other ones? Twitter, Twitter. Snapchat. TikTok. You have a website? Are you on TikTok? I'm on TikTok. My right? little sister's on TikTok. I don't talks about it, but I don't. But I don't. I need to figure it out it. more. Yeah, I, I don't know anything about more. it. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I do have a website. Yeah, yeah. What is it's? It's uh, jessiepalter.com. Oh, nice and easy. Nice, nice and, and easy. easy. And then this album that's coming up, Paper Trail, comes yeah. out July 19th. Yes. Right. So people can pre-order it now because this is about two weeks away. People can pre-order it on iTunes. Please do. Please. Oh my God, I would be so incredibly honored. I'm so excited for this to be out there, and you know, hopefully, a long time in the making, a long time having it, long time in the making. And there's some badass musicians on this album. That's so awesome. It was a real honor. Really exciting. Radical. Where did you record it? I didn't ask where. where. We we piecemealed the hell out of it. We went all over the place. Yeah. That's very cool. For sure. That's like kind of that. the way to do it nowadays. It you know, is. And everybody's yeah. so busy. It's hard to hard to get everybody in a room. And like, <laughs> even though it has an organic backbone, we still wanted there to be elements that were programmed, you know. Of course, so yeah. It's a nice, nice mix of all of that. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, cool. So Paper Trail, go pre-order trail. it on iTunes. Please. And if you're hearing this after the 19th, then just, just order it regular style. Don't yeah. pre-order it, just post-order it. <laughs> and be sure to hit me up and say what's up. That's right. And don't follow official Jesse Palter on... <laughs> Do not, do not follow <laughs> official jesse falter on instagram thank you for allowing account. me to share that story of course that was just like yeah. a very weird moment like another yeah. like i don't understand people why yeah. would somebody like i don't get it why would somebody yeah i am always curious about why how people spend their time in the ways that they do like I, I'm like, I get watching TV. It's entertaining, you know, but like when they do stuff that hurts other people or fa- like faking an account and acting like you're someone, like, I don't understand. What is that? I don't know. What are you doing? I don't know. What is that? I don't know. <laughs> and I don't anyway, like and, and this has been so fun for me. So thank you so much for opening your doors to me. Of course. Yeah. It was awesome to have you. It was great, great, great to me. And like I said, the listeners have heard our whole friendship at this point. <laughs> Which I love it. I so think, I look forward I to having some that's of not a beautiful on a friendship. <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> some real life friendship in the. In we'll go the get real our palms world. red and then we'll report back. That sounds good. We'll do okay. another one. <laughs> I look forward to that. Radical. All <laughs> right, so the very very end of the show. Oh, I, I always take this moment to plug uh, Chad Coleman who did the art for the show, Chris Hackman who did the intro and outro music and helped me with the bumper stuff. Uh, the Instagram for the show is Ryan is super strong. The Twitter is at super strong Ryan. And if you love the show and listen all the time, or even if you just listen today and you like the episode, please go to Apple Podcasts and uh, give a five star review and and write something about what you think of the show. We have so many people that have uh, that have done that, and every time people do that, it just helps the algorithm so that the show can grow. And when the show grows, all that means is more people get to listen to awesome guests like Jesse Poulter here and her music. Aww. So please go and write and review the show uh it helps us out a lot and just gets more listeners so which which i love so that's i'm what gonna I'm go to do, do that right now hell yeah um all right so the last thing i do on every show is i try to talk uh to a listener or a group of listeners and try to get them to up their game in some way and to, this week is no different and i'm gonna start right now all right this week i'm talking to a group of people a group of friends of mine or people that i heard on podcasts or people that i saw on social media all talking about how important it is to go see these John Wick movies. Um, 
I heard so many good things about them, and I will say they were action-packed. They were filled with action. I love Keanu Reeves; he's a great, you know, great guy. Um, but these movies were not very good. <laughs> and like I said earlier, Lori and I spent a full day watching all three of these movies that were out, <laughs> and we did it. We committed to the day, and we did the whole thing. And and I just wanted to say, hey, if you're somebody that was doing was saying how important it is to see these movies, you should settle down about that. They're not that good. <laughs> I felt like I was really missing out, and then I saw them, and now I feel like I really uh, am missing out on not seeing them. <laughs> so what you need to do is stop telling people to watch movies that aren't that good. Just chill. If you enjoy it, that's great. But I didn't need to be made feel bad that I missed so many of these these John Wick movies. So take the advice of someone like Jesse Palter. <laughs> Say, go back in the archive of the of the Rhino Super Strong show and listen to all of the advice that my guests have given. Do that. Change your wily ways, you know. Don't force people to feel bad if they don't like the movies that you like. And if you do that, maybe one day you'll be super strong too. Just like Ryan.